Which way is catering with Justine and Bruce? Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. This episode of Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce is brought to you by Brannigan, Inc. For nearly two decades, Brannigan, Inc. has energized brands in the entertainment industry, helping fairs and festivals connect with audiences. Their creative, results-driven marketing approach drives attendance and makes communications fun. Check them out at BranniganInc.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by Spectrum Weather Insurance. Spectrum Weather Insurance provides a variety of rain, heat, severe weather, and event cancellation insurance customized for your specific event. They have the experience and expertise that hundreds of events rely on each year. Visit them at SpectrumWeatherInsurance.com. Another episode of Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. And I think this uh, this act has been with Variety for some time and might actually put the E in excellence. Mm. Do you think? I think, I think I've so. been with Variety like 64 years. <laughs> 64 years? Oh, so... First of all, this is Grandpa. Crap. I saw George Moffat being born. I was there. No, that's not where I was going. I was going to oh. be like, okay, maybe you were there the first four years, and then they got excellent. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's right. I well, we have uh, we I have... lowered the bar so they could do their work good. That's it. So we have Sam, who is uh, Grandpa Cratchit, with us today, and thanks a lot for joining our podcast today. Thank you very much. I had to get grandpa out of here. This podcast would have been three hours long. I gave him a sleeping pill and an extra roll of toilet paper and bam, he was happy. He was gone. That's right. We've been drinking a lot of Starbucks coffee, so we're ready for three hours. We're, we're good. <laughs> let's do it. So let's stay on the topic of variety attractions. Kind of what do you think about when we do say variety attractions? What do I think about? Yeah. I think about fun. Fun, fun, fun. And where's my paycheck? <laughs> I think about George Moffat, you mm -hmm. know, the big guy with the cigar in his mouth. And he goes, yeah, Sam, I'll tell you what. Give me 50%. You know, Elvis gave his, gave, you know, gave a, the colonel 50%. I think Grandpa Cratchit should give me 50 Yeah, Sam, 50%, 50%. I said, okay, George, 50%. Boom, you got it. We so can book you in 17 fairs, all of them this week. Oh, yeah, exactly. I love George. I love the guy. I love variety attractions. I just think about when I think of them, I just think of quality. I think of fun. They're great guys to work with. And I have to say these things by contract, you know, but mm. I really do mean a couple of them. Okay, we'll edit most of that out then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you have stories about George or Todd Bolton or Kenny Woodward along your travels that you can embarrass them I love them Kenny with? Woodward. He's a good guy. Yep, yep. I was driving one time heading down to a fair in Alabama, and I was going through Nashville, and I thought, hey, I could stop and see Ken. I can see Kenny, and we can have lunch. So we're in the middle of lunch, I'm saying, well, I better head on down to this town. And he said, what? I said, I better head on down to, you know, over to so-and-so-ville. And he said, what? He said, where? And I and he said, no, 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 you're not going there this week. You're going over here this week, aren't you? And we got the looking. And I was headed for the wrong fair in the wrong place in the wrong <laughs> week. And Kenny set me straight. Fortunately, I had to go through Nashville to get to the fair, but I had to turn right, not go through. And, uh, and I, and I went to the right fair. If it hadn't oh been for goodness. Kenny, I would have had egg on my face forever after that. I've never missed the fair in my life, but I would have that week if, if I hadn't met with Ken for lunch. So thank you, Ken, for all of those times you have straightened <laughs> me out, put me on the right track, the right road and got me there on time. Now That's that funny. would have been hilarious if you got to the fair early set up and you're kind of like, Wow, isn't anybody coming to this fair? Well, now I have to say I did that once. I pulled into the heart of Illinois Fair in Peoria, and I, I thought it was that week, but it wasn't. It was the next week. 
So I pull into the fairground, I go, and nothing is there. And I'm going, what? Oh no, have they canceled the fair? So I go walking in the office and Eileen Fry, she was a wonderful lady that's passed away now. She walks, I said, Sam, what are you doing here? I said, aren't you having a fair this week? Or I mean, this year, I said this year, fortunately I didn't say this week. I said, aren't you having a fair this year? She says, oh yeah, yeah, we are. But what are you doing here? It's next week. <laughs> so I mean, immediately I am fast. Immediately in my mind, I checked my calendar. I didn't have anything the next week, so I was okay. And I said, well, I knew that. I just wanted to get here and get set up early and see if there's any free publicity I could do this week or something. <laughs> Bam. Eileen was so impressed. She hired me back like one more year. And no more years after Yeah, and then that, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't know where he is or what state he's in other than state of confusion. But, you know, we've had so much fun over the years, just uh, even with the, the bad stuff. You know, people are so good. The guys at Variety are so good. They help solve problems. I, I've seen them take big problems at a fair um, where they, they thought they booked, like they thought they booked Dolly Parton, but they got Dolly Martin. And then Variety, <laughs> bam, they straightened it all out. It was wonderful. It turned out great. Those guys are awesome. They help solve the problems and do a fabulous job for fairs. I know, I know they do. And that's not just blowing smoke. I've seen these guys operate. They do a terrific job serving fairs. Can you share some of those stories with us? Some of those stories, you can go on Amazon and buy my book. Okay, I'm only going to tell like a few of my 43 stories. I got 700 jokes in my, we actually, the life of Grandpa Cratchit has been so much fun. I decided I wanted to capture that as a legacy for my own children. And so then I've sold a couple thousand of these books and given away a couple more thousand. Uh, but we captured grandpa's legacy in a book called because grandpa says so that's why you can get that on amazon we fill that full of stories and fun times and you know in the moment some of the the worst times biggest disasters on the road happen and you just go oh my god get me out of this business i don't want to do this anymore then later they turn into the most wonderful funny good time stories so i don't know what you what do you want to hear first a wreck a kid story uh I want to hear all the wrecks. Yeah, I want to hear a wreck oh, first. You know, <laughs> hey, did anybody ever come up to you and say, you know what? I can do Grandpa Cratchit better than you can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had a couple of kids tell me that. Yeah, I think one eight-year-old, and he probably could have. <laughs> so, yeah, in fact, we were at a fair up in Canada, the London Fair one time, and um, I was doing the, the show. And I can see, I can't see the audience up above, but I can look through a curtain. So I look through the curtain during the show and Grandpa Cratchit, you know, we have a stage show and a mobile. Mm -hmm. So we have these little mobiles that hides the puppeteer and Grandpa drives them around and meets the kids in between and Bolly who's up the show. Well, I look through the curtain out across the audience where I can see the puppet mobile setting. Everything's fine. I look out later and the puppet mobile is driving away <laughs> by itself. <laughs> so here I am in the middle of a show and, and I see this stunning thing. And what do you do? What, so being the cool cat I am, I just went right on with the show finished the show, wrapped it up, talked to the kids at the front door afterward, and went out hunting the mobile. <laughs> well, this little kid, about 10 years old, figured out how to get, I don't know how he did it. He got it unlocked. He got in. There's a safety switch, a hidden switch. It's double switched in there. And he found them both, got that thing turned on, put his hand, and just drove it off across the fairground and parked it way off across, about 10 acres away across on another part of the fairground. And everything was fine. He didn't hit anything. He didn't huh. run over anybody, not a scratch on the mobile. Everything was wonderful. Was but he talking, working? Was he working for tips? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I found the kid and offered him a job, but Hey, he was underage. <laughs> right. You know, you gotta be 12 to travel with the circus. So now he's like a master work. pickpocket. Yes. <laughs> so kids are fantastic. I was working the Indiana State Fair one time and this little kid comes up. After the show, I sell uh, a something, a coloring book or a poster so the kids have something to take home for a dollar from grandpa. So this little kid, very long line of kids, 20 or 30 kids, the very end, this little kid's about six or seven years old, gets up and looks at grandpa and grandpa saying, hi, what do you want? You know, I'm in, I'm in the routine. Let's get out of here. I'm tired. You know, a 30 minute show. I've been 40 minutes with the kids. I want to get out of here. What do you want, kid? 
He says, and just in the sweet little face, he says, I want a coloring book. So I said, I'll be, that'll be one buck. And he said, I don't have a buck. So I said, I said, well, okay, go ask your mom for a buck. He said, well, I don't have a mama. My mom's not here. Mm. I said, well, go ask, go ask your grandmother then. He said, well, grandmom told me we don't have any money. So I don't, I don't have any money. So I don't want to be in public played by a little kid. You know what? If I can give him something free, I got to give everybody something free. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, then, okay, go ask your grandpa for a buck. And this kid looks at me. I swear to you, he looks at me with a big tear going down, growing, going down his face. And he says, I don't have a grandpa. Mm. So I'm going like, what do you say to that? So I said to grandpa Cratchit, of course, I said, okay, I'm going to be your grandpa. Ask me for a dollar. And the kid said, what? He said, yeah, I'm going to be your grandpa. I'm your grandpa now. Go ahead. Ask, say, grandpa, I need a dollar. So this little kid asked me for a dollar. So I reached down in my money bucket, hand him a dollar. And I said, okay, now you got your dollar. Go ahead. What do you want? And I started over the whole pitch again. He gives me the dollar and walks off with the coloring book. So I, I figured out mm -hmm. either I've really been played mm -hmm. by this kid who has a grandmother with a, a pocketbook full of money or something, but I'm like, I don't care. This interaction with this kid was so worth it, and he deserves an Academy Award. <laughs> Even if the kid is rich, I don't care. He really laid it on. I got suckered, and I loved every second of it. And his name was Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say he, like, pocketed the dollar and was like, psych, and just, like, ran off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he or, he or he took that, the but, dollar, uh, got really his, he, he took the dollar, got his coloring book and said, Hey, grandpa, can I borrow five dollars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Been there, done that. I was working a show one of my early days. I started doing malls out of Peoria, mm -hmm. Illinois, where I started Grandpa Cratchit for two or three years. I played malls with his secret agent character. And so it was kind of the beginning of Grandpa. Then I played the Heart of Illinois Fair with Eileen Fry. And I played that show a couple of years. They loved it. And she said, well, do something country. Well, I grew up with my own country with my grandpa on a farm in Indiana. So bam, you know, I grew up with my grandpa and the old general store and an old general store delivery truck. Oh, it was just a natural. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, doing a show there though, in a mall. And so grandpa has this dog and the dog gets into everything. It's a standard opening for our show. It's in the mall, big, huge, bunch. I think there was a bunch of school shows that day, but a lot of parents do big crowd. I'm going through the show and this dog gets into stuff and grandpa says, what are we going to do with this dog? And I swear at that moment, God must have came down and turned off the volume in that mall because everything was absolutely silent. And this, except one kid. Now, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast or not, but Go this ahead. kid screams out over the audience, kill the son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it was as plain as day. Okay. Is he talking about the dog or oh, Grandpa yeah. Cratchit? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I've had several adults say that to uh, Grandpa Oh, I want to hear those but, stories. Yeah. No, no. This, well, this is the only time a kid said that to the dog. And so immediately I just came back and I, Grandpa said something like, oh, no, 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 no. He just doesn't understand. We're going to love him and forgive him. He'll be all right. And I went on with the show. Then later I got more good comments from parents about that comeback. Well, how did you know to say, you know, no, we're just going to love him. He'll be okay. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I said, well, I just, I grew up on a farm in Indiana in the Bible belt with the good old fashioned family values. That's just what you'd say. I didn't think there's anything special, but I sure remember that moment. <laughs> I remember yeah, I, I, I remember I was doing a mall in Chicago when I just came to mind and they they had handicap day. So they brought kids out from the local hospital and they brought this one little girl out in a wheelchair. And I mean, she had more pumps, more electronics. Everything was plugged in. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, no, oh, no, I do this slapstick, exciting, ecstatic where the kids yell and scream. I said, I, I was thinking I'm going to kill this little girl. You know, because she she's gonna have a heart attack, or so she just looks so frail. And so, what do I do? What do I do? I thought, okay, I'm just gonna go on with the show and hope that they fit her nurse. She had a, had a couple of nurses with her. Mm -hmm. that they kind of figure it out if this is too much that they'll take. So then later after the show, they came up and she said she 
had so much fun and laughed. We have not seen her laugh like this in a long, long time. And so that nice was a job. Nice one. Nice job, Grandpa Cratchit. <laughs> oh, kids are awesome. Kids are awesome. You, you want to hear about a wreck now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's a, okay. This is this is actually an in-stage wreck. This is not out on the uh, not out on the highway. So we were playing a down in Atlanta, Georgia. We were playing this big convention where we were working for Carrick Wire Services, which is a floral wire service between florists to be able to pass information and orders back and forth. So we had to sit in the booth and Grandpa Cratchit had to have a lot of fun and draw people in. So a guy was a close associate named John Smith. He worked for me for 10 years and did fantastic with Grandpa. I sent him down to play this show. So they're sitting in this show and Grandpa's doing his jokes and calling people in and having fun and they get done for the night, come back in the morning. He hops in the mobile. Okay, let me set this up. They're sitting in this booth in a trade show in this giant building that's like 40 acres under roof. And right next to us, is another floral service that sells pottery. Right on that end of the booth behind grandpa, they have this like 10 foot wall of shelving, wood shelving filled with pottery to display all their kinds of pottery. Mm -hmm. So John gets in the mobile, turns on the switch and he, he called me later crying. Sam, please don't fire me. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. It's John, what has happened? He said, well, I got in the mobile and somebody must have got in there overnight and stuck the gas pedal on on <laughs> because I turned on the switch. The mobile was in reverse and I backed through this wall of pottery and it knocked it all down. We busted 300 pieces of pottery and, and, and there's no rugs on the floor. So it's cement floor. You could hear this crash through the whole 40 acres of the building. That drew some attention. <laughs> Everybody in the building ran there. And, you know, the flashing lights and security and everything in the whole stinking 40 acres came to a grand halt when all of that pottery hit the floor. Oh, no. See mm. who, nobody was injured. It was fine. And, but it was just so John calls me back later in the day and he says, he said, Sam, I said, said, what now? He said, well, the guy from the pottery booth came over and he said they did more business that day after the pottery fell down than they've done in the previous 10 conventions altogether. And he's wondering if he can hire us to come to the next convention and run through a wall of pottery there. <laughs> what? Huh. <laughs> I am not kidding. I am not kidding. That's what happened. And of course, I said, let me think about that for a minute. Uh, no, I don't think so. We got off lucky this time. We're was not going to. So we went from potential lawsuit to uh, to a great so opportunity. Did they sell did they no. sell pottery or pottery repair kits? <laughs> <laughs> well, the next day it would have been pottery with repair kit. But that was the talk of the convention after oh, that. Man. Huh. Go ahead, Justine. You see? Even? You know, you well, won't believe it, what happened. Yeah, we were over, all that kind of stuff. So, did they like? Did people feel so bad? Many times. God has just blessed us so much. Where something really bad turns out really good, you know. And yeah. people are so good. They're so. Well, patient. did did people feel bad? Like, oh no, they broke all the pottery. We got to well, keep them first, afloat. And we yeah. got to buy one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. It just got so much attention that uh, they they got they did they said they made huh. more sales than they had they they set all records. In the rest of the so i'm just glad it wasn't the last day at the end of the last day at the last hour they would have sold nothing but fortunately it happened at the beginning crazy so, you know hmm. <laughs> so really that wasn't a wreck for you it was a wreck and then a bonus for the yeah. pottery store uh so i was driving down the highway one time to uh texas i think i was going to san antonio texas for the san antonio livestock show I had my trailer hooked on back there with a the stage on the back and grandpa's mobile sits crossways on the front of this trailer. Well, I'm just hiking off down the road and the door comes unlocked and swings open. And evidently I had not, or I'd forgotten to strap down the mobile. I'd ran it up into the trailer, set it, hopped out something, I don't know, distracted me. So I'm going down the highway, 
the door ramp falls down, the mobile rolls out. And of course, I'm going 70 miles an hour westbound. The mobile heads off the trailer northbound. <laughs> the mobile hits the dirt out there and begins to roll. So mm. I look in my mirror and I just see this giant cloud of dust with parts and pieces flying out of the cloud of dust thinking, oh, that looked like a fender off my mobile. Well, <laughs> that looked like a headlight. And then was that grandpa flying through that <laughs> whirlwind? What do we got? And so I pulled over real fast, you know, and oh my Lord, what have we done now? That mobile, it, I swear, it went into a hundred pieces and I said, traffic uh -huh. stop, you know, this old guy pulls up behind me. He runs it. He thinks it's a real car. So he's out there running around the wreckage yelling, I don't see no blood. I don't see no blood. I'm going, sir, it's okay. It was just a golf cart type thing. And there's no people. And he, he wouldn't believe me. He just kept going, well, I don't see no blood. I don't <laughs> see no blood. No, sir. There's no blood. We need to call an ambulance. I went, no, don't call it. I don't see no blood. I said, there's no blood. So <laughs> I took, I gathered up all, I kid you not. And I gathered up all of those pieces, stacked them back in the trailer, drove overnight to San Antonio and in the middle of the night started reassembling that truck mm. with drywall screws and wrenches. I reassembled that whole stinking truck and had it in the opening day parade at 11 o'clock the next morning. Bam. They didn't wow. even know anything happened. And then wow. from that day forward <laughs> was Grandpa Cratchit's demolition derby. There you go. I, yeah. Many great ideas came out of that. So, oh my God! So, Sam, you didn't tell us. So, how did Grandpa Cratchit come out of there? Did he? Was he okay? Well, there was no blood. No blood, yeah, but was... I mean, psychologically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kind of holds with you for a while, doesn't yeah. it? Well, when you don't, we don't. When half of your body's not there to begin with. <laughs> Half the risk is gone. That's one way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> Although Grandpa has lost his head a couple of times. I was doing a show over, uh, let's see, where was it? I forget, somewhere. But I sew Velcro onto Grandpa's head so that it sticks to his body so I can change out heads and wash them and fix them. And what? Go He's right not on. real? Well, yeah. So I sewed the Velcro, except I made the stitches too small. So I'm doing this show and going along, and those stitches began to be, work like a perforation. So I'm going along doing the show and all of a sudden grandpa's whole body falls down my arm, which means all the kids in the audience, all they can see is a head on what looks like to them, this little tiny thin neck, you know, they could just see my forearm and grandpa's walking around up there talking head with no body. So, I mean, you know, we brought in a professional therapist and they worked with the kids a couple of weeks. Everything was fine. So that was the only time grandpa lost his head. Right. I mean, it sounds uh, like literally. It sounds, literally, literally, it sounds like your mobile is like the cause of a lot of wrecks. No, you know, um, I've only I think I've only ever had 12 or 14 actual lawsuits settled. No, don't you got it. No, I've never had anyone uh, injured and never had uh, uh, any kind of a settle. I've just been so fortunate over the Whole not years. not so physically close, injured, close maybe encounter. mentally. I have paid for a couple of fenders over the years with Grandpa's mobile. You know, but funny. He gets a little rambunctious, but no, no, it's all been really good. We've in forty years. We're celebrating this year, two thousand twenty-one, the fortieth year of Grandpa Cratchit touring. Wow! And uh, no one has been seriously injured. We just we're so thankful to God for that and. We have good insurance. He looks very old it, for so his age. I wish age. I had all that right. premium back. He looks very old for his age. If he's only 40 he and he's a grandpa, that, right. that's a tough life. Well, grandpa has a lot of energy. I was playing a show once in Nelsonville, Ohio. It was the Parade of the Hills. And grandpa is this, he, he, he comes busting through the door in one part of the show as super veg man of the universe. <laughs> well, some kid... I had the mobile parked behind. He got into it. It sounds like I, I never locked these things, don't I? Tell <laughs> I'm You're telling really, you, the mobile you, is. There we the, go again. Right. The you are very irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kid gets into the mobile, gets out that grandpa puppet. And when I come to the part of the show where grandpa says, flying through the universe, super veg man, 
he takes the puppet and tosses it all the way over the stage and it, and it came flying down. I just saw something flash in front of me like a big piece of cloth. Well, it was grandpa out of the mobile, came flying over the stage, down into the crowd. I hear a lot of yelling and screaming and scattering. And then after that, I don't hear anything. So I peek my head up to see where is everybody. And, and there was only a few adults said, well, everybody scattered because grandpa came flying over, landed in the audience of kids and they all went yelling and screaming to yonder. We don't know where they went. So we got to go find our kids. So grandpa had plenty of energy that day. I can't believe that they see grandpa and people, and you use the term scattered. <laughs> <laughs> they scattered. Oh, they scattered. They did. Well, I had, I had, uh, we had a show with chickens in it. So I did have somebody one time turn a That's rooster foul. loose in the audience during our show. That was a big hit. Yeah. You know? mm. One time I had a kid come along to talk to grandpa. He had a goat in 4-H. And mm -hmm. he, so he tied the goat on the back of our mobile, came up and talked to grandpa and, and evidently forgot the goat. So grandpa mm -hmm. takes off in his mobile, dragging <laughs> his goat and everybody's saying, grandpa, you got a goat. And, I, and grandpa's making jokes like, oh yeah, I know I do. She's back home cooking lunch, <laughs> you know? And they're going, no, 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 you got a goat. You're dragging. And evidently the goat got tired. And I started dragging the goat. Oh. And so, but fortunately, fortunately, it was on grass. There were no, there was no real long-term injury to the goat. And I'm sure, I'm not sure the kid was in very good shape that night when he got home and I had to explain to his parents what happened to his goat. But uh, we, grandpa did, he was definitely the goat that got his goat that right. day. Right, right. Anyway, so. He was the greatest of all time. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had disasters, plenty of disasters, but they've just all they've just been so blessed and so good that things have turned out so well. Hey, has grandpa, has grandpa ever dealt with a maybe an overserved patron <laughs> on the fairgrounds? That's... An overserved? Yeah. OK. Maybe someone that was a bit inebriated. Hammed up. Couple too uh, many cold ones uh yeah and not I'm you to... sam i'm talking about a fair goer mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah back in the old days we had our <laughs> we no we're back in the old days we had uh, i'm a teetotaler i don't drink at all we'll just put that out there so many people think i'm mm -hmm, but you know no 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 drugs no drink nothing like that for me um, I remember that uh, in the old days, we had these mobiles built on springs and it was pretty cool because you could drive down the fairground and kind of bounce around. Well, we'd have drunk drunks would come up and, hey, watch this. And they'd go to rock in the mobile. And so I'd be hitting my head against the walls inside, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. but I, I got wise. I got rid of the springs and I welded the trucks solid frame right down to the axle. So mm -hmm. now when they shake it, it doesn't go. Can't shake a, a half a ton vehicle very easily. Right. So we took care of that mm. real easy. But yeah. yeah, Grandpa has stuck his foot in his mouth a couple of times, though, with people. Well, he's very flexible. Uh -huh. I thought he didn't have feet. Well, uh, this is metaphorically. <laughs> I know okay, you guys of Variety probably don't know what those big words mean. But we don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> so it means actual, real, but seems real, but it is actual real. So we were on, we, we, we've been on the Today Show five times. We've been on the National Show twice with Willer Scott and three times on the weekend New York show when we were appearing somewhere in New York. So again, this is John Smith's story. He was down. In fact, this was in San Antonio. So anytime Willer Scott ran across Grandpa Cratchit on the fairground, he'd always put him on the show. So he gets up the grandpa up there and Willard says, grandpa, what kind of a truck is this? So grandpa tells his joke, well, it's a, it's a GMC. And Willard says, what does that mean? Grandpa says it means a lot of God, money and credit to keep it on the road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 it went right on. Well, in about 10 minutes, I got a call from my agent at that time, who was not a variety agent, by the way. And he said, Sam, his first words are, Sam, do you own your house? And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Do I own my house? He said, yes. Do you own your house? Is your house in your name? And I said, well, I think so. Why? He said, well, he just told this joke and I'd seen it. I was watching it on TV and a guy from the New York head office called me 
He wants you on the phone in 10 minutes. They're threatening big time lawsuit for, for telling a joke. Well, it turned out that there was a big GMC plant in that town and they were having a big strike and, and there was just a lot of tension. And so when we told that GMC joke, it just kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. We've been telling that joke. We've told that joke a thousand times, Yeah, you know, yeah. and you laugh. We, we've told that to GMC dealerships and they laugh. Well, not that day. They were kind of sore to begin with. So that I said, oh God, what am I going to do? Oh God, what am I going to do? So I just said a quick prayer. And you know what came to mind? What came to mind was ask him for a sponsorship. Oh, <laughs> oh there you so go. The guy, so the guy got on the phone and he starts wailing off. Do you know how many cars are sold in that market every day? And I said, no, how many? He said, we sell 10,000 cars a day within you know, that, that area. And you could, and he went on and, and I said, well, how many dollars is that? He said, well, it means this much in sales. And, da, 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 da. and so I said, you know what? You, you really think we're going to have that much effect? He says, oh yeah, this is bad. I said, man, I said, this is awesome. If grandpa Cratchit can affect people this way, we need to talk sponsorship. Think <laughs> how many people we can affect for you guys. And it just went silent. The whole conversation went silent. Yeah. And that's the last we heard from him. I was going to say, he didn't sign up then. He didn't like no, start, dish he, he didn't start writing you checks. No, he didn't say, send me a proposal. He didn't write me a check. He just, okay. It just went to dead air and that was it. That that's just let funny. the balloon right out of his. Uh, and that probably wasn't the most embarrassing moment. Oh, you want to well, hear the most embarrassing moment? Of course. Of course. So I get on this TV talk show. It was Springfield, Illinois. I remember it. I never forget it. The talk show host knows me personally knows all about grandpa Cratchit. So I get on and right off the bat, he did something I wasn't expecting. Grandpa is sitting there. So this guy is interviewing grandpa, not me. So here's the talk show host behind his desk. He's talking to grandpa. We're live on the air. And he looks at grandpa and says, well, hello, little timer. What's your name? Well, I, I, I was thinking about something else. My brain skipped a beat. And I went to say Grandpa Cratchit, but I was kind of a little off and it didn't come out Cratchit. It came out, well, you know, the little poopy word that rhymes with crap, mm. the little poopy word that rhymes with chit, right. Cratchit. Can I say it? Well, so I said, well, I'm Grandpa Crapshit. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he looked at me and he started to bounce up and down. I started to bounce up and just, and you know how it is when you start to laugh and then you try to hold it in. You get the giggles. It doesn't, you get the giggles and that was it. The whole interview, we went on for about 10 minutes, but I'm sure anybody that tuned in after that were going, what? Because we were saying nothing funny, but we could not stop, stop laughing after that. We knew it was out there. That's can't hilarious. edit it, can't take it back. That was embarrassing. That interview stunk. Mm -hmm. See, that's why we record ours and edit it. Yeah, so we sound much better. <laughs> yeah, so nothing than... is live. Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you about an almost embarrassing moment. I went up one time. Before I did fairs, I did a lot of malls, traveled around the country. So this lady calls me up from Buffalo, New York. They got a brand new mall. They're opening it up. And uh, she has seen grandpa and she loves him. And she saw him at a fair up there someplace. Said, you come and do our grand opening. But she said, I'm not sure that this mobile and this would be safe in our mall. So I literally spent an hour convincing her how safe this show was. So she hires me. We go up there and we're all excited. And she shows we're going to set the whole stage indoors in this one section that's not finished of the mall wing that's not done yet. So I get the stage all set in there. I was so excited. I got the stage, And then I realized the mobile is still in the stage. That's how I carried the mobile. Mm -hmm. So the trailer sets up at the stage. So there's barely enough room to let the door down and then have a little walkway. And I'm thinking I can, I can unload this. I, I can barely get him around, but we can do it. But there's a little ledge you got to go over as the mobile comes out of the trailer. And I thought, well, I don't want to get in there and drive it. I need to see what I'm doing. So I grabbed the top of the radiator and I hit that little ridge and the mobile won't go out of the trailer. So I bump it again and I push a little harder and I bump it again. And I push it a little harder and it bumps over that. And the top of the radiator 
which at that point in life was wooden. It pops off the radiator. The mobile rolls down the ramp and drives right through the wall. <laughs> now, they were still under construction. It was all plasterboard. Nothing was there. But do you ever see one of those cartoons where somebody runs through a wall and then it's shaped exactly like this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That mobile disappeared through the wall and went off somewhere out of sight. And in the mall was this perfect mobile shape. Oh, right mm. through the wall. It went right between two columns. It could have hit, went right between them, cut out that plasterboard. Perfect. There you could see the headlights. You could see the fenders. <laughs> you could see the rear view mirrors, the top, the chicken on top of the truck. It was all there. And I just stood there with the radiator in my top in my hand, looking at that hole going, Oh, I am toast. I have spent so much time convincing this lady that this is safe. Oh my Lord. What am I going to do? Uh, they were guys working. I heard people working down the way, sawing and working. So, so I ran down there. I said, any of you guys do plaster work? <laughs> kind of timidly raised his hand. Said, yeah, I do. I said, come on. I'm going to pay you a hundred bucks, which well, this was way back. So, I mean, this was big money. This is big. I'll give you a hundred dollars. Look, fix. So the guy goes down there. He fix up the hole. He plasters it. He paints it. The lady never knew it happened. Well, she knows now. I take that all back. It wasn't a true story. It was... <laughs> no, it actually happened. And so I'm sure she's retired by now. That's been so. Oh, I'm bad. sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's one of those horrifying moments. You just go, oh my God, I'm so finished in this business. I will never work again in this town or maybe this state. And my insurance is going to be writing a big check and I'll probably be sending flowers. <laughs> we love these stories, but I want to ask you with Grandpa Cratchit, if that never came about, what would you be doing now? Still oh, yeah. kind of working on a farm in the Midwest or? Well, it's so interesting that you asked that because, so I went to college and I majored in, in drama. And I thought, I'll, I'll never use drama. I don't know how to make money in drama. So I switched to psychology. Hmm. Hmm. So hmm. what did, you know, with all kids, you know, and their in my infinite wisdom, what did I spend my life in? Drama. But I got the degree in psychology. So if I would not have, if this just would have not, I mean, it really just all accidentally happened. I was, uh, when I moved to Peoria, I got married, moved to Peoria. And they said, Sam, work with the kids in our children's church. And I went, I am. Well, I grew up on a farm. My mom always said, Sam, uh, she always told people I raised my babysitter first because I was like eight years old. Then she had this whole family and mm -hmm. I helped her take care of them. So I learned how to work with kids. Mm -hmm. So then I end up over there and they say, Sam, you know, do our children's church. Well, uh, so I picked up a puppet at the local toy store. And then I took the puppet in to work with this little girl and I was working in. So the what was the school. puppet? What was the puppet you picked up? I picked up a little Kermit the Frog $5 mm. puppet from a local toy store. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I started out with these little $5 puppets and I discovered the professional ones. But I, I was teaching school and I had this little girl that would not talk to me. And her, she had a history of abuse. She wouldn't have anything to do with men. So I stuck a puppet up in a box and she would talk to the puppet. Mm. And, that, and then they saw it and they said, hey, do some shows in our libraries. So they began to send me around at schools. And I found some professional puppets, bought those. I saw a show at the local mall and said, hey, I can do that. And they paid me money. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So I bought more puppets, came up with ideas. You know, me and this other guy sitting around one night going, you know, these malls hire us, but then they were gone. And then they get a new mall person to manage the mall. They turn over all the time. And they, we call them back and say, hey, you want to hire us again? You loved us. And they go, who are you? Mm -hmm. So we said, we need a way to get around to all of the stores to get down with the kids and to impress them. So they remember us. So we're sitting around one night and then uh, John, my protege at that time, John Geddes, he said, I know, let's do a tank. We can put our puppets in a tank and run through them all and we can blast them. <laughs> well, and run through walls. <laughs> okay, John, that's a little militant. So we went with the secret agent car. And that's kind of how we got started on the, the mobiles and how all of that happened. So 
last year. But during this whole time, I, I naturally work well with people. I talk to people. People seem to naturally kind of tell me their problems, probably because I have so many myself. <laughs> and I understand. I don't know. And so last year when COVID hit, in 2019, we had a 30-city tour. In 2020, we had two. So I had time off. It was wonderful. The first time in 40 years, I am not gone on all the holidays. I'm actually, I'm at home going, gee, is this place actually here on Memorial Day? And your mm-hmm. wife is saying, get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, aren't you, don't you have somewhere to be? Yeah. Get out yeah, of my way. Get out of my house. You know, so, and, and so what do I do? So, well, I, you know, I'm a church goer and I'm pretty involved in my church. And there was another little church that they lost their pastors. They said, well, Sam, go up and fill up, fill in. You got nothing to do. So I went and did that. I proposed them a couple ideas about doing some counseling to maybe reach out to people. And, and, and boom, I find myself nine months later, I have one course to finish my master's in counseling. Nice. And I already have 10 credits toward my doctorate. And I am now been adopted as the counseling pastor at my own home original church which is a pretty big church so i guess i'm doing what i would have been doing all along which i've been doing all along which is mm-hmm. what flapping my mouth talking to people <laughs> so people come up to grandpa cratchit and pretty soon he's solving all their problems yeah that's probably one thing that makes this character work because you don't know how i bet a thousand times i've i've stood there and had a an adult conversation with someone and all of a sudden they wake up and they go, I'm talking to a dummy <laughs> and grandpa. And I come back with we some are. smart, mm-hmm. smart line. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. look who I'm talking to, you know, right. Yeah, or something like that, you know, try not to offend them. But, and so it really is 40 years of talking to people and listening to people, interacting with people in show business uh, behind the stage and, all the different people it takes to put on these big events and as well as the public and parents and working with their children. And we've created games and albums and, and videos for kids all this year that these years that give important messages. So really I have been a counselor all of these years, mm-hmm. just so this using whole time, humor and a puppet to do it. Yes. And this whole time we're just in the church of Cratchit. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Yes. Amen, brother. <laughs> we will now take up a collection. <laughs> we will expect yeah. Bruce and Justine to be I'll the pour the wine. Today. I'll yep. pour the wine and we'll do some. Uh, That's right. Oh, we'll have some communion. Yeah. yeah. Communion. Yeah. Yes, we but will. Congr- so. Congratulations yeah. on that. That's, That's really awesome, cool. Sam. That's very well, cool. I am really enjoying it. I yeah. am. And so far, nobody's gotten mad at me, or at least not as bad as with they do with Grandpa Cratchit, if I say sure. something. If I say something wrong, I'm encased in metal in a little truck. I can drive away. So the downer right now in counseling is I'm within slugging different distance. So Mm. I kind of have to temper myself a little bit. Mm. Otherwise you get a little punchy. The older, (laughs) the older I get, the more I'm becoming like him. So I do kind of have to watch myself. So I used to do a lot of grand openings for Builder's Square. And Builder Square had what they called the racetrack because they had a race car. But around the middle of the store, they had this big square you could walk around. That's kind of how they did their aisles. So they get Grandpa Cratchit in there to greet the front door. And then they had me drive around those aisles. And they love to make these stores spotless for grand opening. So what do I do? I come in with Grandpa Cratchit's truck and I wax it off really good. It's got this big flat top on the back of the truck. So I think, hmm, I'll set a display up there, Builder Square stuff, and this will be awesome. And we'll really impress the management and all of the district manager that's coming in. So what do I set up there? In my infinite wisdom, I set cans of paint. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So five minutes till the door's ready to open. And I think I'll take a quick run around the track. Sure. To warm up and get the comedy going. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. all waxed up. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I hit the first corner and what Mm -hmm. happens? The paint begins to slide. Mm. So the paint slides off the front of the truck, bounces off right above where grandpa is. And I see cans of paint coming down in front of the window of the truck, bouncing off the hood. And so at this point, I'm totally frozen. I'm like, (laughs) it's like raining. Cats and dogs, no, it's raining paint and pints and gallons. (laughs) And this one hits the top, bounces off, hits the 
headlight on the left. And I think that's good. Hits the fender. Everything's fine. They're all, and boom, hits the floor and bang. Last gallon of paint, bright red, opens up and just all mm. over. And builder's square, mm. grand opening. And again, grandpa paints the town red, literally. <laughs> Really? We had to sit through that for that ending? Uh, been really no, punny, no, no. you got to capture the horror of the moment. Bruce, it's been really punny gotta, I know today. you've never had a... I know you've never been this stupid, Bruce, but you got to you gotta uh, come in the character. Oh, I don't know. I, happening. Hey, ask oh, Justine. There's in. been the many manager, a time. I've yeah, been you know, the manager is sitting there like, well, let's see what this puppet does. Let's see if we'll like him. I've never seen him before. Bam, here comes the paint all over the floor. You got to capture the horror of the moment. Bruce. I know, but you got to brush up on those jokes. <laughs> I think Bruce just got, got demoted to co-host. Oh, I'm already right, so Justine, there, baby. You're up. Justine, you are now the host. I was before, Sam. Yeah. I, oh, I, oh, okay. Never mind. I am the it's with Justine and, and Bruce. Bruce. It can easily be which way is catering with Justine. <laughs> the, the and Bruce can kind of come off like Grandpa Cratchit's head. Oh. I mean, it's off. So I got one more wreck for me. Now you guys just have to tell me when this podcast is over. I think we've been here two hours. But it hey. was it was over 30 minutes no, ago. You got time for one more. <laughs> you got time for one more? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, uh, this place called Shields Auto Center in Rantoul, Illinois, hires Grandpa Cratchit to be their spokesman. So, of course, I go over to there to make radio and TV commercials. So I'm out in the lot one day. The camera's on me. Here's Grandpa Cratchit. There's a road behind me. And so grandpa's out there selling cars. And, uh, and I see in the monitor, this car slowing down behind us. And this lady's looking over there to see what we're doing. Because, uh, you know, it's not every day you drive down the street and you see a, a TV camera pointed at you. And then you see somebody holding up, doing a puppet. So, so grandpa turns around and waves at her and she waves back and comes to a stop. Well, the guy behind her uh -oh. was also looking at grandpa Cratchit but he didn't stop. Mm. So there on tape, on the film, live in the moment, this lady stops and the guy behind her rams into her. Oh no. And then, and just caves in the back of her car and hops out of his car, runs around front and starts yelling and screaming at this lady mm. about stopping in the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. And of course, what runs through my mind is Hey, Any Grandpa's going to sell a car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I several lines ran through my head. Like, like I thought of yelling at them. Hey, you need a new car over here. We got a great body shop. <laughs> boom, boom. We're talking Academy Award. Right. You know, we're, we're talking about extra, you know, value. We're talking about production value. Yes. Right there, we didn't see coming. Yeah. No, what actually ran through my mind was I better get out of here fast because any moment, She's going to point at me. They're both going to look at me. And then that guy's going to come over and start talking to me. Mm -hmm. So I vamoosed and went and had a soda and it was wonderful. If the, the police got there when you were still there, would they come up to the puppet or you mm -hmm. to talk about what did you see? <laughs> That's a great question. I went to the, um, it was a log cabin syrup festival over in Ohio and they kind of had this park and they were set up selling syrup and the rides and all of that. And they told me I can drive around the town square. They got it all set up with the local police and everything's fine. And so I go driving around and, and I kind of take a little cut off. I see this little filling station. I think I'll go down there and turn around and come back. Well, I go down there, pull into this filling station. This is grandpa in his truck and a police car pulls up behind me with his lights on. Now, I'm not kidding. This actually really mm. happened. And so I thought, no. oh, great. They're doing a publicity stunt. Mm. So, you know, Barney Fife gets out of his car <laughs> and he walks up and sticks his head in the front of the mobile and talks to the puppet. <laughs> and he says, I want to see your license, sir. So grandpa, being grandpa, says, well, what do you want, hunting or fishing? <laughs> Nice. And he says, no, I want to see your license. So I just go on joking with the guy and he just keeps saying, I want to see your license. I want to see your, and, and finally it kind of dawned on me. He's serious. Hmm. And so I'm like, 
you really want to see my license? He said, yes, sir. I want to see your license and registration right now. So and he's serious. So I'm like, I, I freeze, you know, it's another, you know, master of disaster moment. Now, now what do I do? I said, oh, well, okay. So I take the puppet off, get out of the back and try to explain this guy about what I'm doing. And the and looking back now, I'm sure the poor guy, evidently he didn't get the memo because they had explained to the police department who grandpa was, what he'd be doing. Don't bother mm -hmm. him. He's safe. It's fun. He has permission. This guy evidently didn't get the memo. So the next day he was going to have to face down in the over in the police headquarters, what he had done. So I can, you can see the headline now, local policeman pulls over puppet for bad comedy driving, you know, or he's going to have to live that down. But looking back, I really wish he would have gone ahead and arrested me. That would have given a much, a much more fun, interesting end of this story, but that's it. That's all I got. Right. So he was seriously just talking to Grandpa Cratchit. So when you came yeah. out, he was almost like, okay, now who is this? <laughs> <laughs> you have more people yeah. in the car? Yeah, is this yeah, a clown car? If, you know, if he'd kind of looked through the screen and back and back or something and talked to me, but he was talking to Grandpa. Oh, I love that. So, is, that gun real? is that gun really work? <laughs> hey, Barney, where's your bullet? <laughs> you know, oh. I'm saying all of this stuff and he's just getting oh. redder and madder. Until uh, finally, hello, being uh, the sensitive counselor that you I am are. With, a, with almost two degrees in psychology. In the church of Cratchit. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, Cratchit my God, that's you. absolutely right. Thank you very much for doing this podcast. I hope yeah, people yeah. had some good laughs. And yeah, good we did. This, we was a, so this was a good time, Sam. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Bruce and I want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can email us at whichwayiscatering at gmail.com or visit us at varietyattractions.com. A big thank you to our sponsors, Brannigan Inc. and Spectrum Weather Insurance. Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. That's fabulous. <laughs>